thank you for joining us through online and thank you for coming to uh, THHDM. Uh, this is a time for us to receive the word. Would you, can, would you all stand to receive the word? Okay. Do we have passage here? I think we do. Okay. Right, this is, okay, this is supposed to be Colossians chapter uh, 3, verses 1 through 4. <clears throat> Since then, you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also will appear with him in glory. This is what we may be said it. This is the title for the day. Okay. How should we then live? Uh, through first two chapters of Colossians, we encountered a doctrinal part. Uh, through the chapter one, we were asked the most important question in life. Who is Jesus Christ? And Paul stated, He is image of invisible God, firstborn of all creation. All things were created by him and for him. Not only that, uh, God's fullness dwells in Jesus Christ. And the mystery thing is this, that Jesus Christ, God himself, lives in us. That's a mystery thing. And in chapter 2, uh, Paul answered for us the other important question. What has Jesus done for us? Jesus took our shames, sins, rules, and regulations with him on the cross. Because of the sacrifice he made, we are set free. And he moved on. Paul moved on to chapter 3. Chapter 3 is a practical part. If we know who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us, our life should be different. That is the argument that Paul is trying to deliver to us. You heard the word orthodox, right? Orthodox is a doctrine that we believe. And orthopraxy or orthopraxis is the doctrine we practice. Orthodox and orthopraxis always go together. They go together. You can separate them. What we believe, what we practice has come to the, uh, uh, the union that we have to come together. We cannot be separated. If we know who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us, how should we then live? That's the argument that Paul is trying to give us today. Let me find that out. I want to share three points. First point is this. Set your heart and mind on heavenly things. Set your hearts and mind on heavenly things. Then I'm going to read verses again, uh, one and two. Since then, it's, it's, that's how the Paul started. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Since then, uh, there was plant-eating uh, animal, right? Plant-eating animal, like cow. Can you imagine that? I mean, they only eat grass, yet they are so humongous. Why is that? Because it is their nature, right? And since then, Paul is saying, hey, since you know who Jesus Christ is, since you received the teaching that what he has done for you, now you have different nature. Now you have different nature. That is what Paul is trying to say here. He said, 
you have been raised with Christ. Therefore, you have to set your hearts on things above, on heavenly things. To set your heart, what does that mean? To set your heart, when you look at the Greek, it actually has a meaning of pursuing with a passion. Pursuing with a passion. Let me ask you, what are you passionately pursuing after? What is your passion? What is your life goal? I pray you may say, Jesus Christ is the person whom I passionately pursuing after, Jesus alone. Colossian church members uh, had difficulty in their lives. The earthquake hit the land, and many of them lost their jobs. So they had financial difficulties. And many cultic uh, teaching came into church and confused the members of the church. At those kind of situations, Paul is commanding these Colossian members. He's literally commanding them, set your hearts on Jesus. This is a time for you to pursue after Jesus Christ. We are going through hard time, right, due to the pandemic. Some of us lost our jobs. Maybe we are experiencing financial difficulties. But this is the time. I believe this is the even opportunity God has given us to pursuing after Jesus Christ. Set our minds on things of above, heavenly things. Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, the good man brings good things out of the good stores up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of evil stores up in his heart. For out of the, out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. This is my prayer for all of us. I pray as you set your hearts on Jesus, whenever you open your mouth, Jesus may come out and reveal himself. I think that's what it means by heavenly things. You know, Paul also say in Philippians chapter 3.20, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what is heaven? What is heaven? Heaven is place, right? But heaven is not only place. Heaven, you can say heaven is Jesus. So if you have Jesus in your heart, you have heaven in your heart. Set your hearts on Jesus. That's how we're supposed to live. As we face any errors or periods of our lives, either it's pandemic or difficult times in our lives, we've got to pursue after Jesus Christ. Set our heart on Jesus. Second point is this. Remember that you died and hidden with Christ God, Christ in God. Paul emphasized our state of condition. You have died, for you die. That's what he said. He used the Greek word, apodinesco. This is the word they used to describe Spiritual death, spiritual death. Yes, we die in spirit. We were spiritually dead. There was two sisters in Los Angeles who grew up in the party, drugs, drinking culture of Southern Cal. But they heard the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ and became sincere followers of Jesus. After they were saved, they received written invitation to the party where they could plenty of cocaine. The invitation had RSVP. So they wrote back 
This is how they wrote back. We are sorry that we will be unable to attend because we both recently died. When you are in Christ, you are dead to the old way of living. Paul continues, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. The word hidden means secure. That's what it means, secure. You are secure with Christ in God. That's what, he, what Paul says here. Where is, let me ask you, what is the safest place on the planet Earth? Where is the safe, safe, safest place? In Los Angeles? Korea? Or? Not even safety box is safe enough. Did you know that? I heard the news the other day. Many people lost the valuable things that they kept in the safe box, boxes. Only in him, only in him and Christos, you can be safe. Dr. A.T. Robertson, in command, commenting on this verse, he wrote, So here we are in Christ, who is in God, and no burglars, not even Satan himself, can separate us from the love of God in Christ. Because you are in him, you are safe. It is like double protection doors. We are in Christ, and Christ in God. Right? It's like double protection door. Many of you guys know this passage. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Last point, how should we then live? Anticipate the coming, second coming of Jesus. Anticipate second coming of Jesus. Verse 4, when Christ, who is your life? I love the expression. When Christ, who is your life, appears. When he comes back then you also will appear with him in glory. Paul is speaking of second coming of Jesus Christ. Some people think history is simply moving forward as a series of accidental, coincidental, unconnected events. They look at it, the disaster is like a disease, a pandemic, whatever, the world, and cannot see any reason in it. Other people see history as a cycle of repeating events, and they believe what goes around comes around. But the followers of Jesus Christ understand history is his story, right? And God is moving this world toward a climax event, which is second coming of Jesus Christ. I sense we are going through this, as we go through this pandemic, we are heading toward this climatic, this climatic the event, the second coming of Jesus Christ. I meditate heaven, I guess, more often than any other time. I meditate that as we go through this pandemic. During this quarantine time, still we are, you know, we can't really meet, right? But I've been practicing table tennis with the machine just by myself every day. I, don't, I haven't skipped maybe a few days, last five months. 
I've been practicing every day. You know, I feel like I'm invincible. I'm not kidding. My goodness, I, I want to prove my improved skill, yet I don't have a chance to really prove it, right? What if, what if I die without proving my improved skill? Would I be sad? Not at all. Because I'm going to go to heaven, right? If Jesus comes back, my goodness, I will meet him. Will also appear with him in glory. Titus says, while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Do you anticipate the second coming of Jesus Christ? I do, we should. As a follower of Jesus Christ, we should. This is our hope, returning of Jesus Christ. When he comes, we will face him in face to face. That's what Paul said. First uh, Corinthians thirteen twelve. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Back in those days, the mirror wasn't that clear enough. You can't really see all. But Soon and very soon, you and I will see him face to face. And we will know him deep away, full away. Uh, I like that expression, when Christ, who is your life? Of, who is your life? Is, is he your life? Can you say amen to that? Indeed, he is our life, right? I want to conclude my message uh, by uh, sharing with you uh, the movie scenes. Uh, have you ever heard uh, the saw the movie called The World's Greatest Athlete? It's actually a Disney movie. It's not a cartoon, but it's a Disney movie. It came out in 1970-something. So you probably haven't seen it. <laughs> I want to end this message with that scene. A coach was standing in the men's rocker room with a baseball bat in his hand and saying, Man, baseball is my life coach delivered motivational speech to the athletes and he sent them off sent them out to the baseball field and scene changed same coach same athletes now is holding the basketball and he's delivering motivational speech gentlemen basketball is my life and he motivate them and send them off to the basketball court because it's basketball season. Scene change again. Now he's holding the football. Same coach, same athletes. And he's saying, man, gentlemen, football is my life. It's just a funny movie. Let me ask you, what is your life? What is your life? What is the most important thing to you? If Paul hear this question, I think I know what he's going to say. Gentlemen, Jesus Christ is my life. That's why he could say, for me, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask question, how should we then live? 
I know life is so precious. This is life that you have given to us. We cannot waste this life. Life is so precious. And I, we ask question, Lord, how can we live? Help us to set our eyes, hearts, and minds in heavenly things, things above. Help us to know, Father God, that we die and we are hidden with Christ in God. Help us to anticipate the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, yes, we want to profess, confess, Father God, that you are my life. You are my life, Father God. Bless each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.